0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Friday, November 3rd, and it is a monster football weekend for South Florida. My gosh. The games aren't going to be played in South Florida, but as far as we are concerned with our football teams, what a monster weekend it is. I am flying back from Columbia! Columbia! to South Florida. So tonight I will be back in South Florida and then I've got another trip coming up. <laughs> Just pay attention to my Instagram feed. It's not uh, Germany though. I would love to be in Germany for this game on Sunday, but if you follow me on uh, Instagram, you could kind of pretend like you're coming wherever I am. Come along for the ride. Come along for the trip. Just search Andy Slater on IG, and I try to keep you updated all the time on where I'm traveling to and where I am doing the show from. So what do we got? We got the Canes playing tomorrow night, 8 p.m. So that game will most likely finish closer to midnight than 11 o'clock, because college football games, they tend to run long. And then Sunday morning, You're in South Florida, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Bright and early, you get to watch what could be the best game of the NFL season, the Chiefs and the Dolphins playing in Germany. Here's a reminder. I'm sure you'll get this reminder if you're watching the news, if you're on social media, and you probably already know it. 2 o'clock Sunday morning, we set the clock's back. Yes, we're still doing this thing. It's so ancient, and every year it's talked about, oh, we're not going to do this anymore, but we're still doing it. Almost the entire United States is doing it. There's still some areas that keep their clocks the same. So we will get an extra hour of sleep. You're in Miami. Game's going to be at 930, but it'll really feel like 1030. 1030. So that helps you out a little bit if you're going to watch that full Canes game and then the full Dolphins game and you need a full night of sleep. You're not going to be able to do much in between, but that one extra hour, it will help you out. If you're in California, we got people tuned in from all over the place. You're in California, 6.30 in the morning, Vegas, 6.30 in the morning to watch some football. And this is nothing new. This happens all the time, but... It's not really a game that you want to wake up early for. Anybody waking up early for a Jaguars game? I don't care if their record is 6-2. and two. And when I saw that, I was looking at the standings. I was looking at them last night when they showed them on the broadcast for the Thursday night football game. I did not even realize that the Jags were 6-2. and two. You got the Chiefs 6 and 2, you got the Dolphins 6 and 2, you got the Ravens 6 and 2, and I'm just talking AFC. And you've got the Jags 6 and 2. I just didn't put the Jags on the level of the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I don't put the Ravens on the level of the Chiefs and the Dolphins. That may not be fair, and it may not be fair to put the Jags On that same level too, but I'm giving you my thoughts and my opinions. I just look at the Chiefs and the Dolphins as the top two teams in the AFC, and I didn't even mention the Bills there because the Bills, they've got more than two losses. So this is a game come Sunday morning, no matter how early it is, it's one that not only do you as a Dolphins fan want to watch, but just as a fan of football. All across the country, people are going to want to watch the Chiefs and the Dolphins in Germany. The game should be epic. I don't think we're getting a blowout. I don't think we're getting a boring game. It should be really, really, really good. I know there's times there's so much buildup to a game, and then there's this letdown. Like, oh, I thought it was going to be a shootout, and it wasn't that good of a game. I can't see this game being a blowout. And I don't bring up injuries and all that. There's no point in if, if, if. This game should be absolutely epic. It is not only a huge test for the Miami Dolphins, but it is one of the most important games of their season. It's one of the most important games of the Chiefs season. And it's probably one of the most important games of the entire NFL season when it comes to the AFC because of the way tiebreakers can work out. You got two six-and-two teams going head-to-head against each other, and this is going to be played in Germany. Those fans are lucky, but fans in Kansas City and fans in Miami who maybe wanted to travel to KC and you don't have a passport or you couldn't get one in time to go to Germany. That's a disappointment. But the NFL and Roger Goodell, they want games in Germany and they're getting a heck of a game. There's no question at the end of the year, assuming is healthy and the Dolphins are a playoff team, the Dolphins' status heading into playoff time I don't think there's a question. It will be largely determined by what happens in this game on Sunday. So I'm going to dive into it. I know we've been talking about it the entire week, maybe with the exception of Monday, because we were discussing the Dolphins' uh, victory. But it's such an important game. And then the Dolphins have their bye week after it. And then after the bye, they host the Raiders, who are a complete disaster right now. So, you may look, you as a fan, the Dolphins can't do this, but you as a fan may look at this Chiefs game happening, and then after it, it's back-to-back bye weeks. The Dolphins cannot look at it that way, but in your head, in your mind, as a Dolphins fan, you know you got a bye week after the Chiefs game, and then you know you have a victory after your bye week I can't even imagine what the Dolphins will be favored in that game and if the Dolphins beat Kansas City I think every single Dolphins fan will be thinking okay seven and two bye week and then we're eight and two because that's very realistic I'll be talking a lot about this game coming up in the next couple of segments we've also got some other South Florida sports news One tidbit of news that was completely expected Jorge Soler, he opts out of his contract. So now Jorge Soler is a free agent. He wants to get paid. And I don't blame him. So almost certainly he will not be a member of the Marlins next season. We had the Florida Panthers play last night. They got a nice uh, shutout victory. And the Miami Heat, they got a big one tonight. Their sixth game of the year, and it's already a big one. I know Washington isn't good, but when you're one and four and you're at home, you better start figuring out ways to win, at least sometime very soon they got to get back on the right track. You don't want to lose at home again, this time to Washington, and start the season 1-5. and five. It's an 82-game season. You've got the whole uh, tournament structure going on now too that nobody really even understands just yet. The NBA aficionados, they get it. But the majority of people like, huh, what is this in-season tournament? The Miami Heat just got to start getting Ws. You don't want a repeat of last season, at least in the regular season. We can always say, well, we know what happened in the regular season for the Heat, and look what they did come playoff time. Yes, they made it to the NBA Finals. But if you have a repeat of that in the regular season again, who is to say that as a 7 or 8 seed, they'll be able to just start taking care of all these teams come playoff time? Those other teams are going to be ready. I think the Miami Heat need a much better seed this season than they had last. Look, it's hard for me to get into the Heat right now. It's hard for me to get into the Florida Panthers. I was looking at the standings at breakfast this morning, the NHL standings, and I I couldn't believe them. Boston hasn't lost, Vegas, they haven't lost. The Sharks, they haven't won in 10 games. The Panthers, they're right there in the middle of the pack. I just wanted a quick outline of what's going on in the NHL season. I haven't been able to get into it. And the same goes for basketball. And the reason for that, it's a good reason. It's what the Miami Dolphins are doing right now. They're doing something that we are not used to seeing. They are in a position to be one of the favorites to go to the Super Bowl. When you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. Because we're the Miami Dolphins.
1: Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one.
0: When the Dolphins put themselves in that position, it's really hard to focus on anything else. It's not like the NFL season goes for nine or ten months. We only get September till the end of January, and then February is the Super Bowl. That's all we've got. We're already in November. We love football season. We live for football season. And when the hometown team is actually really good, that's where the focus needs to be. I'm sure come February, hopefully it won't be until February, late February, We'll get into the Heat and the Panthers and a lot more. I'm sure those organizations understand right now where the focus of South Florida sports fans exactly is. All right, I've said a lot of words in the first 11 and a half minutes this hour, but those words, they're not the ones I've got written here on my paper and on my screen. I got a lot of notes. I got a lot of things to go over, but I can't until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. What we're about to get is a statement game. It may not be a statement game for the Chiefs, but it's certainly a statement game for the Miami Dolphins. I know a lot of people said that about the game Sunday night football in Philadelphia. I never agreed with it. Philly is in the NFC. It was a true road game. It was Sunday night football. That was a tough spot. And despite being able to tie the game in the second half, which the Dolphins did, they weren't able to close the deal. The main statement that the Dolphins want to make is enough with the conversation that we cannot beat good teams. It's not like it's a false combo. It's true, but enough with that. We don't want that conversation brought up anymore. The Chiefs are coming into this game with a 6-2 and record. They're also the defending Super Bowl champions. They have a future Hall of Famer, Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback, and I don't care what happened last week against Denver. There is not a football fan alive who won't admit that the Chiefs are a good team. So a win on Sunday by Miami, that narrative, which is correct, but that narrative is gone for a while. If the Dolphins lose on Sunday, the noise of that narrative, it gets louder and louder and louder. Here on this show, I always call balls and strikes. It's like an automatic zone. It's like a a robot. I'm far from a robot. But you know how umpires are in Major League Baseball. It could be outside, they're calling it a strike. It could be right there in the middle, they're calling it a ball. We call balls and strikes the way they should be. This show, you know, is always all about... (laughs) If the Dolphins do lose, the comments about how they cannot beat good teams, again, they, they are true, but they're going to be elevated to levels that we haven't even seen yet. They're true. They're, they're 100% true. All those statements are factually correct. But if you go into the bye week at 6-3, and three, Your three losses would be to Philly, Buffalo, and Kansas City. Three playoff teams, two of them who were in the Super Bowl last year. The statements would be extremely accurate. The questions that anybody has about this team, are they legit or not, they would not get answered, and they wouldn't get answered until the last three weeks of the season. Because that's when Miami plays Dallas, Baltimore, and then Buffalo. Those are the last three games. The Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. Those are legit games. But we're talking about Christmas time. It would be weeks and weeks of, sure, they beat the Raiders. Yeah, great, they beat the Jets. But, 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 they have not beaten a good football team. And, again, while those statements are true, as a Dolphins fan, do you want to continue to have to hear them? Do you want to second-guess yourself? Because the more and more you hear something, if you go the next two months hearing something, you start second-guessing yourself. Wait a minute, are all these people, are they right? Well, yeah, they're factually right. But when we do play a good football team, Are we going to get that same result like we had the first three times? That is if the Dolphins lose to Kansas City. Now, aside from the statement, we need to think about something here because this is real. This is very realistic. The tiebreaker scenario. Head-to-head matters. If the Dolphins and Chiefs end up tied at the end of the season, not at the end of this game in Germany, Although, my gosh, can you imagine that? Going all the way to Germany and you tie? <laughs> that would be terrible. I don't think that will happen, though. Because, unfortunately, the whole score touchdown first thing and the other team gets the ball back, that's only a playoff thing now. It's not. It wasn't adopted for the playoffs and the regular season. It should be for both, but right now it's just playoffs. So I don't think we're going to get a tie in Germany. If the Dolphins ended up tied with the Chiefs at the end of the regular season, having won this game on Sunday, if they can do it, that is going to go such a long way. Whether it's Kansas City or Miami, I think it's going to make a huge difference at the end of the year. The Miami Dolphins, they absolutely can win this football game. I truly do believe that. I think they have a great chance to win this football game. We know the storyline about Tyreek. He doesn't have to prove anything. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL. I'm sure he's going to try to do whatever he can to excel in this game, like off the charts since he's going up against his former team. So we know the whole Tyreek storyline. Tua, here's a guy who could show not only the country, but the world. He could show all of Germany that he is a legitimate MVP candidate. Which is crazy because 12 months ago, no one thought Tua could throw the ball downfield. People worried eight or nine months ago, will he ever even play again? Should he play? And yet here he is, slinging it all over, running, driving his team down the field, a beautiful offense the motions that Mike McDaniel's got going for them, it's been incredible. Tua goes out there, and he outdoes Patrick Mahomes, and the Dolphins win? Come on. As I said yesterday, though, the Dolphins, they cannot let their guard down. The Dolphins could be up with 42 seconds to go in the game. And if they were up with 42 seconds to go, and it was any other team besides the Chiefs, Would you really be all that worried? Maybe Buffalo. But 42 seconds left and Patrick Mahomes has the ball, that's an eternity for him. 42 seconds is more than enough for him to drive down and get a touchdown. So it's going to be a game where the Dolphins have to play every single second of it. You cannot take a second off. You cannot let your guard down whatsoever and I know Mike McDaniel and any NFL player would say that about any game but let's be realistic against the Chiefs it is legitimate and I'm very curious to see what the Dolphins defense is going to look like and if they'll be able to slow down the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes we're seeing defensive players get healthy we may see Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard back there as a tandem for the first time and for Fangio to be the best, you've got to beat the best. So what is Fangio going to have that defense prepared for, not only for Mahomes in general, but all of the off-script stuff? Because we know Mahomes is capable of it. How is this Dolphins defense going to cover Travis Kelsey? The Dolphins haven't covered a tight end in like 25 years. I think I read a report from the NFL Network suggesting that the Dolphins were going to throw Jalen Ramsey on him. That would be one heck of a matchup. That would be compelling. The Dolphins have got to stop Mahomes, of course, and a good way to stop Mahomes is to stop his number one weapon, Travis Kelsey. I do want to talk more about some Dolphins personnel and this opportunity And I'll do that in just a moment. You have the opportunity to win a lot of money at my next poker tournament. It's just a few days away. Tuesday night, November 7th at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. The Slater Scoops Poker Tournament with a minimum of $20,000 in the prize pool. Last month's tournament, we had over $30,000 in there. And I hope it's even more than that next Tuesday night. Join me in the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Cards in the air at 6 p.m. You can register until 9.30 p.m. You got plenty of time to get there, even if you get out of work a little late. $250 buys you into my tournament. The minimum amount in the prize pool will be $20,000. And if you happen to get lucky and knock me out, I'm going to give you two seats on the glass to go see the Florida Panthers in action. That's courtesy of the Workers' Comp Legal Center. I hope to see you in just a few days. Let's hang out and play cards, and let me take your chips. You can finish in second place. It'll still pay a lot. Tuesday night, November 7th, Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. It is the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament. I think we can all agree that we expect Tyreek Hill to be special on Sunday. We sort of expect Tyreek to be special every single Sunday now and sometimes on a Thursday, sometimes on a Monday. Tyreek, he is going to be this Sunday the Chiefs number one concern. We're talking about a wide receiver, the best wide receiver in the league, who is facing his former team for the first time. And while it's not at Arrowhead, It's still going to be emotional for him, no matter what he says. Tyreek has been so good every single week. Why would he stop being special? Why would he not even be more special in a game of this magnitude? Tyreek loves the stage. This game is a showcase. It is a monster stage for him. It's a huge opportunity for this entire Dolphins organization they have way more to gain with a win than they have to lose with a loss. Did you understand that? I know that sounded weird, but a win and this season is so much fun. You hit seven and two with the best record in the AFC at your bye week. A loss six and three. Six and three isn't bad. <laughs> you take six and three every year to start. But that noise about not being able to beat good teams, it's going to be out there. They'd still be in great position, but they wouldn't be able to quote-unquote prove themselves until the final three games of the season. I don't think Dolphins fans have been this excited for a regular season game in, heck, I don't even know how long. Two juggernaut offenses, two great quarterbacks, two extraordinary playmakers. It's going to be so great, so interesting, and best of all, so much fun. I'm going to talk with Clay Ferrero from WPLG Local 10 because Clay's a good person to talk to, especially on a Friday. I want to get his feeling on this game coming up Sunday in Germany. You want to talk about fun though, you don't need to wait until Sunday. Head on over tonight to Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, where you'll be surrounded by beautiful. Girls, 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 girls. What makes Dean's Gold the ultimate gentleman's club, the gorgeous women that you'll see the minute you walk in the doors, they come from all over the world. So many different countries are represented At Dean's Gold, you will have yourself an incredible night or even early morning. That's because Dean's Gold is open every single day from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 a.m. You want to watch a game at Dean's Gold? You could do that as well. Head on over there. They got tons of televisions. You'll be entertained during every commercial break. A game will never be boring when you watch it at Dean's Gold. Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentlemen's club, is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard that's in North Miami Beach. Surround yourself with beautiful women who come from all over the world. There's only one building in South Florida you could do that. It is the ultimate gentlemen's club, Dean's Gold. Here on this Friday, Clay Ferrero from WPLG Local 10 joins us on the Andy Slater Show. Clay, how's Germany?
1: Uh, I, so I'm sure it's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't make the trip to Germany? Come I, on, I was calling I, you because I, I thought you were in Germany.
1: No, no. Well, if you were, if you were calling me in, uh, in Germany, I would... I would <laughs> be out sightseeing I wouldn't be wasting <laughs> my time with you uh that's no true. I, I uh, in, in general I think I think we we would make that trip if it were an ABC game I don't uh, I don't know that we're gonna we're gonna fit the bill for uh for us to go out and and party in a uh, uh what, what do they call a, a beer garden beer house like whatever it is over across the pond for a game that's not on our air
0: so what do you think Clay about the fact that this game is in Germany and not Kansas City
1: can't stand it. I mean I, I just in general, I don't like this at all I, I don't I don't like that we put every NFL game in the regular season outside of like a week sixteen game between two teams that are already out of it, every single game is meaningful. that's how they that's how they sell their product. and you know when we get these major soccer matches that are played in the United States featuring European clubs or, you know, some of the best teams from outside of the country, South America, they're never in season games. They're always friendlies. And, you know, they'll, they'll come and they'll play exhibitions, but they don't play their big matches here. I, I don't get it. I never have understood it. I, I know that, that you know, my opinion is certainly not shared by anybody in the NFL at this point, the people <laughs> who make the decisions anyway. Um, I just think it's, I think it's terrible. And I, I think the fact that it, is this big of a game that's being played over there just kind of magnifies that
0: fact. Not that it matters in the end if this were to happen, Clay, but do you, do you think it, it could come up to where, all right, the Dolphins are playing the Chiefs in the AFC title game and the Dolphins have home field advantage because they won this game in Germany? As far as the excuse goes, again, it doesn't matter, but do you feel like that will hold some weight if it comes true?
1: You mean as far as like if the Dolphins were to beat them because they got home field advantage by virtue of winning a game that technically should have been at Arrowhead?
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh no, because I remember back to last year when you had the DeMar Hamlin situation, and obviously far different relative to the circumstances, but not different at all in what ultimately ended up happening with home field advantage where that was a game the Bengals were going to win, and it was in Cincinnati. And because that game was ultimately ruled a no, no contest, they ended up having to play at Buffalo in the playoffs, a game that should have been played at at Cincinnati. And Cincinnati walked in and and, you know, beat him up and and won in the playoffs. And I don't think anybody would have cared if they had lost that game. They would have moved on to the next. That's, that's kind of the thing about you know, this, this media world that we live in right now. It's, hey, on to the next. They immediately move on. And so I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I don't think excuses really help you a whole heck of a lot. I think every game's going to take on its own thing. And we saw that last year in the, in the AFC Divisional round when, when Cincinnati went in there in a game that uh, should have been in Cincinnati and, and won in Buffalo.
0: Does it feel weird, even like discussing home field advantage and the Miami Dolphins? does that feel weird mm-hmm. to you? No it, it doesn't. doesn't
1: it it really? doesn't i I think this team's really really good like I get where you're coming from as far as like oh that's so dolphins and and what we've gotten used to seeing from the dolphins over here. I just there's just such a different feeling in that building and and just this feeling of confidence and and it trickles down from the top to to everybody there so I don't think it's weird. I think it's, I think it's warranted. And, and I think, uh, I think I, I would go the other way. In fact, that it, it more irks me whenever you get this whole, oh, well, they haven't beaten anybody yet. All right. Yeah, whatever. Okay, fine. So like the fact that Philadelphia lost to the Jets when, you know, with, with Zach Wilson, like that somehow makes them more for real than the Dolphins only losses being against good teams, like I, uh, to me, I, I think this team has already proven that they're a, a very good team. Uh, you still want to see what they're going to be down the stretch and, and when it really matters. Are they going to click heading into the playoffs? Because that matters a lot. But I don't think you can look at this team anymore and say, oh, they've got to prove something before we actually believe they're No, no, this is a team that has been building towards this. They've already shown that – you know, when their starting quarterback is healthy, they're very, very good. Like a lot of teams in the NFL, yeah, you lose a starting quarterback, you're going to be in trouble. You can say that about every team. And so I I, I like what we've seen from this team, and I, I don't think it's weird at all. And and uh, I'm curious to see you know, how they do on Sunday and, and how it plays out the rest of the year.
0: But Clay, again, Clay Ferrero from WPLG Local 10 with us here on the Andy Slater Show. How important do you see this game Sunday looking at a win as opposed to a loss, what kind of difference maker do you think that is for the Dolphins the rest of the way? I mean, I guess
1: we've probably gotten to the point now where, because the national narratives are what they are, that a win would be bigger than a loss would be, just because of how people kind of view the Dolphins. And I, I think people kind of view them as like the bullies that can beat up on the on the the, the weaker opponents, but once they face a stronger opponent, then... Their flaws are exposed, and, and we're just going to completely ignore the fact that they had both starting cornerbacks and three of their five offensive linemen out against Philadelphia. Like that's just those facts don't matter. So I think relative to narratives <laughs> and things like that, a win would be bigger than than a loss would be. Um, but I also don't think either is uh, you know hugely like transformative relative to who they are right now. They're a really good football team. They're a football team that. You know, they're in a, a very small group of teams that if they are peaking at the end of the year, they have a very, very good chance to make the Super Bowl. And if you're a fan, that's all you can ask for.
0: Do you see the Dolphins as a six and two team that's actually better than their record?
1: Uh, I think six and two is a really good record. So I no, no, I, I see them as a very good football team and I, I think you look around at at every Every really good team right now or any team that you think is really good. And they've got some blemishes. And, and you know, the the, uh, you know, uh, the the 49ers a few weeks ago, you had people saying they were going to go 17-0. and Well, they have lost three games in a row. <laughs> the Bengals at the beginning of the season looked horrible. I mean awful. Like even – and I know that they've struggled to start season – they looked – done and now they're playing better than anybody and so I just I think it's like the season is is long there's 17 games and you you are going to lose games along the way that you kick yourself and and you're frustrated about but it's how you bounce back from that and I don't think that like there's nothing there's nothing about this team one way or the other that that tells me they're they're better or worse than their record. I think they've got a really good record. They're a really good football team and, and they've got to keep improving to get to to the end and, and where they want to be.
0: Let me ask the question this way. Uh, I, not that I didn't like your answer right there. I did. You didn't like my No, I, I did, it's fine. but I'm, no, it's fine. I, I'm just trying to fish here a little bit. Like, I don't go fishing in the ocean and all that, so I might as well just fish here on the program. I definitely okay. don't fish when I'm at the poker table either, just for the record. Okay. Out of the four six, and 6-2 teams in the AFC, where would you rank the greatness in those four from top to bottom?
1: Hmm. Uh, man, I – it, honestly i like them all i like them all so, see I'm now not, i
0: definitely don't like that answer <laughs> i know you don't i know you don't
1: i need to see i need to see what they look like uh, out there against each other and i need to see what they look like against each other as we get closer to the end of the season i do think it's a chance for the dolphins to kind of like make a national statement to to the doubters and the haters on on sunday against one of those those teams but Oh, I, I said this before the season. I really like Jacksonville. I like what they were bringing back. I I like the the Calvin the fact they get Calvin Ridley, Ridley back. They're fortifying their offensive line at the deadline. That's good. Um, you know the the Baltimore Ravens. Maybe this is the time. Maybe maybe this is like the chance for them uh, to sustain this throughout the season, and then maybe they're the team that peaks heading into the playoffs. I, I no clue, but I think from everything we've seen from each of these four teams, I think you've seen some really high highs and I think you've seen some, some blemishes that if they, if they grow, if it's a wart that isn't taken care of by the end of the season, that, that it could be a fatal flaw. I I just, I, I don't think there's any huge amount of separation other than the fact that we have seen Patrick Mahomes do it in the playoffs and the Super Bowl, And like, if you're asking me right now, who i'm taking amongst those four i just out of the you know sheer uh, odds i'm gonna i'm gonna take the guy who's done it before i'm gonna take mahomes but i, I also think any one of those other three teams could could do it and it wouldn't surprise me at all
0: do you take anything going into this game in germany where you've made it clear you're not there um you're in florida uh but do you take anything from patrick mahomes last game clay against denver where he was reportedly sick uh, into this game Sunday, any relevance? No,
1: no. It's a, a divisional opponent, and and that kind of thing happens a lot. And you know, t- players are going to have games like that, whether they're sick or not, and and it happens throughout the course of the season. I think at this point, like we've seen, Patrick Mahomes is, if he continues on this trajectory, could end up being the greatest player in the history of the NFL. So I, I take nothing from that. The one thing I do take is. I'm still a little iffy on if they have enough weapons for him at this point. I, you know, obviously, got Travis Kelsey and, and you know, he's always going to be uh, a guy that you rely on. And yet beyond that, it just seems like there's a lot of, hey, Patrick, go elevate everybody else. And, and I think towards the end of Tom Brady's career in New England, that's what he got sick and tired of doing for Bill Belichick and the Patriots there. And so I, I do think if there is going to be a fatal flaw for them is that they don't they don't have those extra guys to take the pressure off of Mahomes and, and Kelsey when, when teams want to take Kelsey away. And yet, you know, we say that and Mahomes finds a way to make magic. And, and until he doesn't do it on the big stage, then I think you're just going to have to kind of like expect that there's a good chance that he will.
0: So, Clay, I mean, yeah, after Kelsey and Swift, I mean, who does Mahomes go to? You? <laughs> and I wasn't talking about DeAndre Swift. I know. I yeah. figured. I figured. See, I yeah, can't yeah, get. Yeah. I can't get. You know. You, you just know all of the jokes. You you're too smart for. for no, this. no. It's not that I'm too smart. Nah, you you and I
1: talk. It's that <laughs> you and I talk too often. <laughs> off, so I've heard your jokes before, and so they don't like.
0: They don't make you laugh. <laughs> oh, man.
1: I, can I can I get a Taylor Swift free feed of the game on Sunday morning? Is there, like, anything – is there any way that I can pay-per-view for that?
0: Uh, you know what? I, may not be the worst idea. Yeah. Not, not that you've had, you know, bad ideas before, but um, that, that may not be too bad of a one.
1: <laughs> you had to sneak in that dig.
0: Hey, within 60 seconds, uh, the Canes, they also play this weekend – they're playing tomorrow. What do you see the Canes playing for?
1: I, I think they're playing to prove that that they're not your older brother's Canes. They're not the team that that just folds. And I, and I think they're doing that. I, I like what I've seen. The other thing that I think they're proving is that they have improved the talent level and and fairly significantly to the point where even when things were going really poorly against them, they were able to at least scrap together a couple of wins when they were, you know, gets squashed by Middle Tennessee last year. I, I think they're playing to, to prove that they're turning this thing around a little bit, finish with eight, uh, nine wins maybe, and, and I think you feel pretty good about the traje- trajectory of this program, assuming they keep recruiting the way that they are.
0: Clay Ferrero with WPLG Local 10. You could catch him on X at Clay WPLG. Clay, always good to uh, talk to you. Enjoy the game at uh, 9.30 Sunday morning.
1: W- what is X?
0: X, Xavier Howard. No, I don't. Right, X. I mean, he's going to be with Jalen Ramsey. No, is that I, not X? I, I, you X said had, I'm on X. I'm, yeah, he, I don't. <laughs> you am, know am what? I, I could make some jokes there, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> Too bad. We're Goodbye, out of time. Andy. Take Goodbye, care, Andy. Clay Ferrero, from WPLG, local ten. He's one of those guys where it's grandfathered in, and that would be Twitter. I'll get to um, a little bit of uh, Kane's talk with the time I have left coming up in just a couple of moments. What you guys want to get to, I'm sure, more vacationing. You have that possibility. You may have goals in your future. Let Trajan Wealth help you obtain those goals. Trajan Wealth is located locally in Palm Beach, and it will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. If you're thinking about, hey, I want to retire early, you're thinking about your financial situation, call Trajan Wealth, get a hold of Trajan Wealth because they will start you to get on your way to achieving your life goals. And again, it costs you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. Visit their site, trajanwealth.com. That's trajanwealth.com. Or call them at 561-390-1000. Don't wait any longer. Call Trajan Wealth. Get a hold of Trajan Wealth today. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. And this is a paid advertisement. Finishing up their last segment with Clay talking about the Canes. They just need to get a W tomorrow night. I don't care how they get it done 8 p.m. on the road in Raleigh. I was there in Raleigh. I actually walked right by the stadium because it's right next to the arena where the hurricanes were playing, not the Miami Hurricanes, but the Carolina Hurricanes when I went there for the playoffs against the Florida Panthers. That place is gonna be nuts. And this is a game right before FSU week. Hate week, rivalry week. You got a lot of build up coming excitement even though the Canes will probably get whooped there's still that excitement of FSU week so you got to get a win at NC State you cannot go to Tallahassee coming off of a loss and you'd be six and three you want to go into Tallahassee at seven and two it's funny I say six and three or seven and two and it's the same situation with the Miami Dolphins but there's a pretty big difference there Am I concerned about this game for Miami? I am because of Tyler Van Dyke. He wasn't good last week. Heck, if he was just okay, Miami probably would have beaten Virginia comfortably in regulation. But he was terrible. So, yeah, Miami wins that game. But do you trust Tyler Van Dyke right now? Mario didn't even trust him to throw in overtime. It was just handoff after handoff and let the offensive line eat. People criticized Tyler Van Dyke for staring down Xavier Restrepo instead of using his other guys. And the people who say that, they're 100% right. He's way too Restrepo-reliant. And it's not just like he's hitting his favorite target. He's staring him down. He doesn't make other reads. And if you're a quarterback staring down one wide receiver and you continue to do that, guess what? Yeah, the opponent knows it. They watch video. They see tendencies. They adjust. I wouldn't be surprised... If we see Tyler Van Dyke bad, at least to start in this game, if that is the case, it wouldn't shock me to see Emory Williams get some snaps. I definitely think it's possible. And Tyler Van Dyke's future, he's going to have to pick it up. He wants to get drafted. He's got to do way more than what he's doing now because it looks like he's regressing again. But I hope the Canes win. All right, that's all the time I've got for this Friday. Enjoy your football weekend, especially on Sunday. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.